Hey, well, welcome to the Jewish Road Podcast. We are here with our good friend, Olivier Melnick from the great state of Texas. Hello, Olivier. Hey, it's good to be on your show. Hi, Ron. Hi, you. Matt. Hi. <laughs> um, we love you. You are a French Messianic Jew living in Texas, of all things. Shalom, you all. I know. <laughs> Shalom, y'all. Uh, Olivier, uh, we've known each other for quite a while. And uh, one of the things that you have really spoken to, uh, to the believing community around the country and around the world, is this idea of anti-Semitism. Um, yes. So for those who are listening for the very first time and don't even know what is anti-Semitism, let's start there to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah, you know, that's that's a very good point, Matt, because uh, I, I learned that the hard way when I was doing a presentation years ago on anti-Semitism and in the Q&A at the end of the presentation, somebody raised their hand and they said, can you tell me what that means? So I'm right. big on definitions. My definition is not the only one. That's the one I've been working with uh, uh, for a few years now and actually I've, I've, I've changed a couple of words and I'll, I'll, met, I'll make a mention of that after I give you the definition. My definition is anti-Semitism is the demonic and irrational Hatred of the Jewish people and Israel characterized by thoughts, words, and or deeds. The demonic and irrational hatred of the Jewish people and Israel characterized by thoughts, words, or deeds. And uh, the reason why uh, I said the two words is that until about maybe five years ago, I did not have the words irrational and the word demonic or satanic in my definition and uh i probably have or maybe close to 500 books on the topic on my shelf between the holocaust and anti-semitism in general and they're wonderful books a lot of great scholars i've learned a lot from those men uh, men and women great scholars but all of them are missing the spiritual aspect of anti-semitism and they're not understanding that satan is behind it because he wants to get the Jews, because God loves the apple of his eye, Zechariah 2.8. So because of that, they're, they're, they're doing a great history of anti-Semitism. They're trying to understand it philosophically, socially, uh, but they miss the spiritual aspect. And it's important to understand it, 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 it comes from Satan. And because of that, only Satan can make something irrational look very rational. And that's, that's where we are with anti-Semitism. People are buying it, and they're buying things that, are, that make no sense at all, but they're buying it because Satan is actually behind it, making it sound like it's the truth but when it's, it's a lie. Yeah, and, that, and that's the dynamic that's behind it. it it's not uh, this uh, worldly, human kind of a, uh, you know, irrational hatred, but, uh, you know, it's like we always say when God said to Abraham, I choose you, Satan said, okay, I choose you too. And so you have, you have this constant over the ages and all the way until we get to eternity, from the fall to that, you have this irrational hatred that's demonic, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so, so now we, what we have is we have this, this hatred that is demonic that goes as, 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 as far back as 
when Satan discovered early on that God loves the Jewish people and has a specific plan for them, for the whole history of mankind really hinges around uh, God dealing with Israel through the ages uh, in different ways. And, and it's not over. It's actually going to kind of, you know, uh, come to a, to a, uh, its apex uh, in the near future. But, but all in all, God has made promises and covenants with the Jewish people that are uh, unconditional and eternal uh, Four out of the five he made are unconditional and eternal. And in uh, that, Satan knows the Bible pretty well. And he knows that at some point, the Jewish people are going to recognize Yeshua as the Messiah. And when that happens, that's when his Satan, his career is over. And he really is not looking forward to his retirement. So... Uh, he wants to postpone it or cancel it. That's that's what he's trying to do. So he is behind anti-Semitism to try to stop the Jews from believing in, Jew, in Yeshua and to also push the church against the Jewish people. From those two angles, he's basically ostracizing the Jewish people and separating them and, and hopefully turning the world uh, against the Jewish people. And look where we are today. Like I mean, we're doing this this show in the midst of uh, the, the, the 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 ugliest war uh, in the land of Israel in the last fifty years, with the most death in in the first day of that war since the Holocaust. That's right. So I, I think a lot of people, when they think about anti-Semitism, the the focal point, the fulcrum, the center of all of that, it oftentimes probably lands itself in World War II, and they're thinking Adolf Hitler, and they're thinking the Nazis. And you could very quickly get to a point where you could go backwards, and you can talk biblically about all of the people that have tried to wipe out the Jewish people historically. Uh, but the other thing that you've been talking about is what we call the new anti-Semitism. And how is that manifesting? We obviously see that what's going on right now. This is anti-Semitism, the war that's happening in Israel. Um, but it's also showing up in other parts of the world. It's showing up even here in the States. Yes. Well, see, uh, so so to get to, to get to the new anti-Semitism, you, you can't just start there. And, and I, I, I'm, we don't have time uh, here to, uh, uh, to, to do a, a history of the Jewish people through the lens of anti-Semitism. But suffice it to say, anti-Semitism did not happen in a vacuum. It's something that, that gradually uh, morphed uh, uh, in, in, into what it is today. And so we have, we have biblical anti-Semitism that, that was real, you know, the Pharaoh and then, and then the Haman and then the Amalekites. And, I mean, we have stories in the Bible, but it goes way, way beyond the Bible. Uh, you know, so then you go through history, and I, I could not do justice to the history in a few minutes, but the entire history of the Jewish people has been punctuated... Of course, that would have to happen. Somebody calls me when I'm online. Sorry about that. Uh, the uh, the entire uh, uh, history of the Jewish people has been punctuated uh, by um, by acts of anti-Semitism from the Church Fathers to the the the, the Crusades, the Inquisition, the, the 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 Black Plague's accusation, the blood libels, all those things, and, and, and all throughout history, and and then the Holocaust. And you can speak of Jewish history pre-Holocaust and post-Holocaust. Something changed at that time. Uh, and, and then after the Holocaust, for two decades almost, people globally thought that, you know what? Anti-Semitism is, is gone. It's taboo. Never again. We, 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 uh, we killed it. Uh, 
it was just swept under the carpet. So after the Holocaust, there was a respite for a sense, really the Holocaust, the anti-Semitism went underground. It was not finished. You said it was reloading. Yeah, I think it was. It, it, it's the image is like Satan, you know, was behind it all along. It was reloading, uh, getting reorganized, and and really getting uh, very creative at, at starting to re. Um, what's the word I, I, I use? Uh, uh, subcontracting his hatred to a different group of people. So uh, uh, he, at that time, is also when uh, um, two events took place in the, in the mid '60s, where um, uh, Adolf Eichmann was uh, taken captive by the Mossad in, in, in Argentina, and uh, and then and put on trial, and then 1965, Pope, uh, Pope Paul VI uh, uh, declared uh, that the Church should no longer accuse the Jews of deicide of killing Christ. So it was like, you know, ex-cathedra, it was like a big deal when he said we cannot accuse the Jews. And that's when people said, see, anti-Semitism is, 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 is gone now. Things are changing, but really not. Because on the, coming on the scene of around the time of uh, Yasser Arafat, uh, this, this new uh, development where uh, anti-Semitism became, uh, you know, uh, anti-Zionism or anti-Israelism. And, and, and there's a shift where uh, uh, the victims became the perpetrators, the perpetrators became the victims. So all of a sudden, the, the Jewish people, the Israelis, are the new Nazis of the Middle East. You should see the cartoons that have been coming out to this day. They keep coming, yeah. of, uh, uh, painting pictures of, of, uh, of Jewish people in Israel as the, uh, the perpetrators, the colonizers, the occupiers, and on and on and on. And, uh, and then the poor Palestinians uh, are the victims. So... Um, and to be honest, at the beginning, in the mid-60s, at the beginning, uh, they got some pushback because that really didn't make a whole lot of sense. Palestinians were just like uh, Syrians and uh, Lebanese and, uh, you know, uh, Arabs and uh, Jordanians. People, what are you talking about, Palestinians? Uh, but eventually, you know, when you say tell a lie long enough and often enough it becomes the truth so now nobody in 2023 nobody questions that anymore and now uh, and then you fast forward to today in the midst of the uh, Gaza Israeli conflict as we speak right now and you see people on the streets of Sydney Australia marching and saying gas the Jews gas the Jews, gas yeah. the Jews. and you see yeah. people doing that in Paris in London, I, my whole family is still in Paris. I mean, in, yeah, in Paris and France, yeah, mostly Paris. Uh, they, uh, they, they're marching in, in the streets of New York. Uh, there was a, there was a, a, a protest at, at uh, Times Square uh, either yesterday or the day before, uh, pro-Palestinian, which means pro-Hamas, which means pro-terrorism, uh, uh, which means pro Pogroms, because that's what happened on Saturday was a pogrom, a, a modern day pogrom. And uh, for those of you who don't know what the word pogrom means, uh, pogrom is an organized riot against against the Jewish people. Like those who took place in the movie Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, this is why my great grandmother came out of the pogroms to move to France. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. when my my all four of my grandparents came to the United States through Ellis Island because of that same thing in Eastern Europe. 
Exactly. So what, what, what took place was a pogrom. And so, so, so you see people on the street uh, marching and uh, defending uh, the cause of the Palestinians. Uh, but there, and, and there was even, uh, I have the picture, I downloaded the picture, there was even, a, a, it looked like a young kid with a phone, holding a phone with a swastika, showing like, you know, what's the message here? What's the, the swastika? What does it have to do anything with what's happening right now. Are we saying that uh, the Jews are the new Nazis or are we saying let's bring this uh, this ideology again because we want to finish the job that Hitler could not finish? Whichever way you look at it, it it's negative. And, and so this is where we are and and the, the, the main the main reason why well the two the, the two reasons why we are where we are is number one, lack of education. People don't care. People I and I, I read a lot about that in my latest book, The Normalization of Anti Semitism. By the way, shameless plugs, all my books are on Amazon. There you go. And we'll, we'll put all those in the link for you afterwards, too. Yeah. We will shamelessly and, plug for you. No, absolutely. I don't expect any, any less of you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, but uh, so there's there's a, a lack of interest, a fatigue. People don't care about hearing this anymore. And it, it, plus, it's like, I, you know, I'm not in Israel. I don't I, I'm not Jewish. I don't live in a Jewish neighborhood, Jewish state, Jewish city. So it's like, you know, it's not my thing. So people don't care. Uh, but but we are at a uh, at a crossroads right now. Things have, and actually this last weekend, what what took place in Israel is it's it's another turn. Uh, I just published today an article and a video, and in it, the claim that I make, and I don't think I'm wrong, is that uh, global anti-Semitism is uh, is all out now. It's 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 just basically all out. It's not hiding, and you know and. Uh, so it's it's only going to get progressively worse, but fast. There, yeah, there's a compassion. Been... There's a compassion right now for the Israelis that's about to turn. But you you see it in mainstream media. You see it. I, I hear it amongst my friends. People are looking and saying like, it's so horrible what's going on there. But now as there is a mounting war coming against Gaza, that that narrative is going to start to shift once again. Uh, how? How, how do we even here in the States pay attention, especially those in the church, those who are following Yeshua? How do they keep their minds on this in such a way that they don't get sucked in? Uh, you mean not get sucked in into the, 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 the Palestinian false narrative? Yes. Uh <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, but educate yourself. Uh, you know, I, a thing that I like to tell people, which of course right now is not really a selling point, I tell people visit Israel. Not really a selling point right now, uh, yeah. but, but go to Israel, visit Israel, see how Jews and Arabs actually live together in Israel proper. Uh, uh, you know, and 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 see that. Uh, uh, that, that everything you're hearing is not true. Educate yourself on, on, on the origin of, of the Palestinians and the word Palestine. And then, I mean, that's another podcast in and of itself that we could do. Uh, you know, uh, uh, don't, don't buy, uh, uh, the problem is that people don't, the, so the, 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 the two things I was trying to say is that number one, lack of education. And number two, and all of us are guilty of it, even all three of us, is the fallen nature. We all have sin in us. And it's a lot easier to hate than to love. Love takes work. Hate is just, we're born with it. And uh, so we, we, you know, the fallen nature, we make mistakes. We, we, we're, 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 we, 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 we can hate. 
We can uh, pick people that we like and pick people that we don't like. We pick, you know, I don't care about the facts. This is what I want to believe. So education is big. This is what I've been doing for 23 years. I've written four books on the topic and many, many articles and conferences. And every, every day I wake up and I go like, people are going to be tired of hearing me like this, you know, this broken record. But I talk to people all the yeah. time and they go like, I did not know I needed to know that. So, uh, you know, you guys are doing your part in educating the church on the Jewish roots and the importance of supporting Israel. Um, and, and when I say supporting Israel, I don't mean blindly supporting Israel because, oh, we love Israel because, you know, we love the Jewish people. Uh, of course, we, we, we need to support Israel and, and, and show them that, that you know, that there are friends, it doesn't mean that we agree with everything that takes place within the Israeli government. You know, we have to be careful with that. But with something that's happening, what's happening right now, uh, uh, and, and people are supporting the the Palestinian narrative, I would, I would corner them and I would say, can you explain to me what you're supporting? Well, and they will say, well, I'm supporting the, 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 the Palestinian victims. I said, okay. You know, yesterday I saw this, um, this uh, post, uh, I'm pretty sure it was from Dr. Michael Brown, and somebody was accusing uh, people to, in Israel and said, like, please don't go overboard and going after uh, uh, Hamas. So Michael Brown said, so we should go equally, uh, you know, we should, we, we should respond in kind. And so does that mean that we could go and kill two-year-olds and wives and daughters and behave people? Because that's responding in kind. That's the, how ludicrous it is. You know, when people yeah. tell Israel, don't respond overboard, what they really mean is don't do a thing. Yeah. Because they're used right. about, they're used of Israel basically not doing anything and being and, and restraining uh, herself and 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 telling the Palestinian uh, civilian we're going to bomb this building in Gaza because we have to destroy it because there's you know there's there's people uh, they're they're hiding weapons and, and we all know that uh, so please by two by two p.m. tomorrow be gone who else does that during regular uh, uh, warfare. No other country in the history of the world has ever done yeah. this, calling the enemy, saying, civilians, we're not after you. Get out. I'm not sure yeah, they do anymore. Restraint. So this, this, is, uh, this is where we are. This whole story of anti-Semitism, it's just picking up momentum. Uh, we see a lot of support. I'm going tomorrow night in my, in my town in Rockwell, Texas. I'm going to a park where there's going to be a rally in, 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 uh, in support of Israel. So I'm going to be there. I want to show my support. Uh, and uh, some people at my uh, my church will be there as well. Uh, so it's 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 all over the world. You, we see support like this, and that's what Christians can do if they already know that they love Israel and 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 they uh, and they want to do something. They can show their support by participating in um, in rallies uh, to show uh, Israel support. Uh, and uh, but the, the the hardest part is for the Christians that. Um, who said that, you know, poor Palestinians, it's Israel's fault. Uh, they're just, uh, mm. I don't know, maybe you'll edit me when I, after I said this, but they're just ignorant. They're ignorant and arrogant, and they just don't care about factual truth. They just care about what's, what's uh, you know, the what's um, uh, politically correct, basically. What, what about just beyond ignorant, 
there what I, what I see a lot in the church is indifference, which is a different they they know about it, so they're not ignorant. They know about it and they're like, well, you know, whatever. That that they're always fighting over there or that's the Jewish people or you know, replacement theology. You know all of this stuff, but what, how do you how do you speak to churches who are indifferent to this? Why does this matter? Why should this matter? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting you would say that, Matt, because uh, the first point of the ten points that I, uh, ten points that I identify in, in my latest book on the normalization of anti-Semitism, the first point I make uh, is apathy. Mm-hmm. There is a complete apathy uh, uh, of, of you know, and, and and I look at mostly the church. You know, the the church's response they 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 are indifferent, they're apathetic, they just they, they don't care. And uh, uh, what I um, what I start with what I start with is this uh, probably overused quote by Martin Niemöller. Uh, that uh, you know, first they first they came for the socialists, and I was not a socialist, right. so I did not speak up. Then they came for the communists, and I was not a communist, so I did not speak up. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I was not a trade unionist, so I did not speak up. Then they came for the Jews, and I was not a Jew, so I didn't speak up. Then they came for me. There was nobody left to speak up for me. Uh, what right. what yeah. people need to understand is that if they don't speak up when they see injustice, and it's not just with Israel. It's you know, it, it, let's not be you know, we're focusing on on the church in Israel and the relations and 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 how it's all playing out with anti-Semitism. But it's 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 life in general. If you don't speak up against injustice, uh, it's gonna it, it's gonna you know kick you in the in the butt because eventually it's going to come around and you, you you're the only one left you have to speak up and it's yeah. not popular to speak up it's not popular to say this this cannot happen but we, we have if we don't speak up then uh uh going back to uh uh going forward actually to uh, matthew 20 uh, 25 31 through 46 uh i look at the uh um the uh, you know the parable of the sheep and the goats, where during the tribulation Gentiles are going to get saved, uh, and because they will be left behind, and they're going to get saved, and uh, some of them will, uh, and those will understand the place of Israel uh, in God's program and in God's heart, and they're going to want to do anything they can to help Jewish people, and it's going to be a beautiful thing from from that 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 group that's going to do that and so beautiful that actually Yeshua speaks of it in Matthew 25 when he said to the extent of you know when you give water to to water or you clothed or you you fed or you protected any of those uh, brethren of mine and he meant the Jewish people you did it to me and and and, and these people enter the messianic kingdom automatically so uh it's uh it's it's a beautiful picture of what can be done uh today uh, it, it, it really doesn't matter where you sit on your end times eschatology, pre, post, mid, three quarters, seven, eight. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All that matters is that there is a model that can be followed. The model is the Jewish people need help and they actually need help today. So what I'm trying to promote right now, and I've been doing this for a while, is uh, to, is to prepare Christians to be ready at the drop of a hat to help their Jewish friends wherever they are. 80 years ago in France, my grandfather was hiding in the, the bottom uh, downstairs cellar of the house that where I grew up. And the Gestapo came to get him. They took him and he died in Auschwitz within, I think, within a week. And um, they were like, 
18 different apartment complexes in that uh, in that three building, like you make a U shape, and all everybody were looking behind the shutters, bystanders. They were not doing anything for whatever was their reason. None of them were good, but they were just like, I'm not getting involved. We cannot allow the past to repeat itself. And, and, and a, a bystander only facilitates the work of a perpetrator. So we cannot afford to be bystanders of the 21st century. Christians today have to be ready, but not ready to just, you know, I tell people, if your Jewish friend comes in the middle of the night and says, hey, they seized my car, they, they froze my account, they're at my house, I can't go, I don't know where to go. But you keep telling me all the time that you're a Christian and you love the Jewish people, you love Israel, and can you help me? Then at three o'clock in the morning, in the middle of the night, will not be a, ch- a time to say, you know what, I'll pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We're, that ship sailed. Okay, we're way beyond that. The, the time will be to say, you know what? Come in. Are you hungry? Are you cold? Are you tired? Let me take care of you. That's where I yeah. want Christians to be today. Yeah, and Olivier, don't don't you think that this is a narrative to combat the other narrative that needs to actually be uh, taken up and spoken, beginning with the pulpit? Yes, and unfortunately, uh, I've been speaking uh, in churches for 27 years now, and uh, the ones who invite us, they're usually friendly to us, but even when I do this, there's always a little bit of animosity in the, uh, in, in the, uh, in the audience, especially in the Q&A, uh, and, the, and that's for the churches who like us, like us being you know, Jewish, uh, Jewish ministry. Uh, but uh, the vast majority of churches, uh, they, they don't care. They don't care, or, or they have replaced Israel. God is done with the Jews. Uh, or you know, when you talk about Israel, they say, well, what about the Palestinians? Well, I mean, Jews and Palestinians all need Jesus. They all, there's no question about it. We're not, we're not saying that a group is better than the other. In God's eyes, we're all sinners. All of us need a need of a redeemer. The one who's spoken of in all the messianic prophecies of the Tanakh. And, uh, uh, and that's Yeshua of Nazareth, Jesus. But, um, uh, the, uh, the, so this, uh, I, I forgot what I was going to say. See what you did? <laughs> See what you did? You didn't say anything and I forgot what I was going to say. It's old age. There's, well, there's so many things going on in there. Olivier, I I, uh, I, you, I'm so passionate. You get me going and I can't stop. I know. I know. Well, and I, I feel like uh, the injustice of the podcast, even though it's long format, uh, and we heard that you did this on TV in 10 minutes. So we, we gave you like three times that amount. But uh, I, is, this, we know, uh, is this a complaint? Is this a complaint? No, it's a little <laughs> Jewish guilt here. Uh, okay, but we okay. know that this is only touching the surface of uh, the the deep work that you've done, all of the books. So here is your opportunity, uh, that shameless plug for for people who are listening in and they want to understand more of this. They see what's going on. They feel scared. They they feel uninformed and like, where do I start? Um, where do they find all of your stuff? Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm my big connection is with uh, Chosen People Ministries. Uh, I've been with the same mission for 27 years. Uh, within the mission, so chosenpeople.com, within the mission, I specialize in uh, teaching about anti-Semitism. So my books are on Amazon. You type my name, you'll find the books. There's six of them. Four of them 
on anti-Semitism. And, uh, uh, and then I have a, a YouTube channel. I think I'm a little over 700 videos now. Uh, that A lot of them are like my daily devotionals, but I post weekly usually a longer video on a topic that's relevant to Israel, end times, anti-Semitism. And I have all the feasts. That's some of the similar things that you guys are doing, I'm sure. But uh, uh, there's still not enough of us doing it. So on my YouTube channel, Today Through Jewish Eyes, you're going to get a lot of information. And I'm always an email away if people have questions. All right. Well, thank you, Olivier. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. We love you. We miss you. Next time we're in Texas, we'll be saying hi. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll have to do barbecue together. Yes. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my friend, uh, until next time, we all pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Shalom, Yerushalayim. Shalom.